0: job my name is paul i am your host today from i think the mean streets of green tree uh pittsburgh pa i have chris seachock from right on warriors chris thanks for coming on the show
1: thanks for having me paul glad to be here i'm glad we could finally uh get it together yeah we've been
0: we've been trying to do this a little bit but the holidays get in everybody's way um so we're we're where we are all right let's start with the name right on warriors is it yeah taking a right onto warrior street is it right on warriors is it (laughs) uh is it a combination of all of those things
1: all of the above uh yeah you mentioned we practice in our drummer john's basement in green tree that's kind of band headquarters and there's a road right there called warriors road uh that you make a right on to get to practice and we have a song called burn into the night that has a lyric make a right on warriors about going to practice so yeah it came from there um another angle is people ask us about the the movie the warriors yeah um we're all big fans of kind of 70s and 80s cult classics and so yeah right on to all of those cool um
0: and you guys have been pretty active on the scene so we met because i went to see uh a friend of mine who's, who's on the label, Charlie Thornton from Radar Waves, who's legitimately terrible. Uh, I'll get, I'll get your opinion on how terrible you think Charlie is as both a person and a performer. Um, But I I, I met you guys, I saw you guys perform. um, uh, Where where was that now? Now I'm forgetting.
1: Green Green Beacon in Greensburg.
0: Right. The Green Beacon, which is, which is a great venue. Um, Yes. and, And you guys were, were, like cool and normal and you sounded great. So it was, uh, it's always nice to to meet new people on the scene um, that I hadn't heard about before, you know? So, and, yeah. and that's kind of what you want, right? As a band, you want new people getting exposed to your music, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, and th- thanks for saying we're normal. Um, I <laughs> appreciate that, but, uh, yeah, that was a fun night. How's Charlie doing? Charlie. I mean, Charlie's good.
0: Charlie, Char- I give Charlie endless amounts of shit, of course. And he does, th- he does the same for me. Um, but are you, are you are you comfortable playing? Like, that was a pretty eclectic night, right? So there was Charlie doing acoustic and then the, the guy doing, like, solo electric guitar stuff and singing, like, punk rock songs. Are you cool with just doing whatever?
1: Um, yeah, well, first of all, I want to say, um, you know, Charlie's absolutely not terrible. His band Radar Waves, <laughs> I picked up their record that night. It's awesome. Um, but we're, you know... And I wanted to say, I I, I was re- listening to some of your episodes, I think we're probably the smallest and the newest band that you've mm-hmm. ever had on. Um, and I think because of those two things, uh, you know, we're appreciative and we're still in the, the stage now. And maybe we'll, hopefully we'll all be, always be in the stage where we're uh, very appreciative to anybody who wants to give us a shot to play. And we... You know, unless somebody's traveling out of town or something, we you know we try to say yes to things.
0: Right. So, if it's a, a hip hop night or if it's a metal night, you guys are comfortable that you're you're able to to bring it, regardless of what other bands are on there.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, we're playing like a reggae rock thing coming up. Um, our first show actually ever was at the green beacon uh, shout out to phil there he's awesome he gave us our first shot but it was a metal night and it was actually built as heavy metal night and we were like oh because that's not <laughs> not really what we do um i think we got some guitar solos that have a little Iron right. made in them but right um yeah no i mean and that night uh that i met you yeah a couple of uh, acoustic or or solo you know tony pickles um right tony pickles you oh. know a- awesome uh and really funny um but you know that's cool with me and i Personally, I grew up going to shows kind of out in that area, and um, it was always a mixed bag, and it was always, you know, when you're a teenager going to all ages shows, um, and even today, you know, maybe a metal band affects you a certain way, or or a hip-hop act, or whatever it is, so um, we're fine with that.
0: Right. So you mentioned that you're relatively new on the scene. Uh, Why this band? Why now? What gets you guys together?
1: yeah well, we're all really old so we're, we're new and really old. Um, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> and we've all known each other forever. Um, Monica our bass player and I um, it, well, let me back up Monica our bass player and John our drummer, our brother and sister okay and I grew up with them. Um, Monica is married to Jim our lead singer. Okay. Um, so and and before I grew up with them, I grew up in the same little housing uh, plan with our lead guitar player, Matt. So we've all known each other forever okay. ar- around Western PA. Um, and we'd played in like Monica and I had played in a, in a punk band in the nineties in Pittsburgh that nobody's heard of, but we played, you know, basement show in South Oakland. We played a club Laga. Um, Jim, our singer was in bands in Pittsburgh. Um, I want to say like 2000s, 2010s era. Um, okay. and you know, look, I think as probably is the theme in a lot of your, of your conversations, uh, life intervenes, not always in a bad way, but people have other, you know, things they're drawn to in life and in growing up. And um, I think we always played. And then as a band, we started playing together like long before the pandemic. Um, And I think one we were ready to kind of say, like, hey, maybe we should record or we should get out and play shows right when the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And then everything was closed, so we just kept playing and playing. Like, the the only people I saw outside of the people I live with, I think, for, like, three years were people I play in a band with. <laughs> um, you know, we would play around, like, backyard fires. We would play in driveways, uh, like, cookouts for friends and family. Right. And we'd have these, like, 30-song, 30, 30 like, marathon, like, Everything from Thin Lizzy to REO Speedwagon to, you know, three Oasis songs in a row um, (laughs) because we love to play, Um, you know. So, and then it was like, once things opened back up, it was like, okay, let's do this for real. Let's see if we can, you know, I, I think we, uh you know we 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 like our songs we believe in our songs we're like well I'd be cool if other people heard, heard them
0: what does it mean to do it for real does that mean okay we want to get signed to a label and buy our lamborghinis and and buy our McMansions or or just play shows we,
1: we, yeah when i said do it for real i mean like we'd always heard what our songs kind of sounded like but mm-hmm. we wanted to hear what they really sounded like so um you know we recorded um our album that we self-released at mr small's recording studio uh in north side yeah um with nate campese who was awesome so shout out to nate and shout out to larry luther who mastered it um and then it was like wow these are real songs now like i always had an idea in my head what they sounded like but at practice it's like a million uh echoes and your ears ringing and you don't really know or you hear somebody's like iphone recording of it from a driveway and it's like uh, i don't know i guess it sounds okay so that's what doing it for real is and and, you know honestly getting out and and uh like that night you know meeting people like you and charlie and um the headliner that night when i met you is a band god's green apples Mm -hmm. who um, you know, we might be around the same age, but I, when I was in high school, I, I saw them play and, you know, they were a lot better than every other high school band out in Westmoreland County. Right. And, but I was like, like, Holy crap, I'm playing with these guys. Who's, you know, seven inch I had in the nineties. Right. Like, right. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what I mean. It's, you know, and, and we're having fun um, meeting people, making connections. Um, and that's, you know, Maybe there's a ne- maybe there's a next phase of it where we record something else or we can you know put put on a put put on a show quote unquote or whatever, but we're still kind of um, you know t- people you know sometimes ask us to play and we play, and that's <laughs> kind of where we still are.
0: Do you still
1: have rock star
0: aspirations? you know when we're when we're younger and we're getting into music and we want to play in bands, we all harbor those. Those dreams that sometimes we bury deep down, but we, we all want to play in front of a lot of people, right? That's, that's the desire. And as you get older, a lot of that goes away, but it never goes away fully if we're being honest with ourselves, right? So if, if Dave Grohl came up to us right now and said, here's a bunch of money, I'm going to sign you to the label, no one's going to turn that down. But that's not the same as thinking tomorrow I'm going to be a rock star. So where, where are you personally and where's the band on that spectrum?
1: Oh, totally. I mean, you know, I, well, I, I'd i say that I'm kind of of the age, and you probably are too. It used to be like the word rock star was like almost like kind of an insult, you know, to call somebody <laughs> a rock. It was like what Kurt Cobain called Axel, you know. Right. Uh, and at some point along the line, it's like now it's used in like every context, like a, you know, a commercial for anything. It's like the person in sales as a rock star. Um, but at the same time, I remember being, you know, 15 or 16 and seeing Fugazi at Metropole and the place is absolutely packed and there's, you know, steam rising up because there's yeah. so much sweat and they're on stage just destroying it. Um, so, you know, who wouldn't want to aspire to that? Right. But at the same time, the, the tickets were five or six dollars and they ticketed it themselves because they could do that kind of thing. So yeah. it's really what your definition is, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cool. Let's talk about the the music a bit. So you describe yourselves as alt rock 90s with college rock 80s and punk 70s with some hair metal thrown in. So I can say I'm a huge fan of 70s punk, like huge. I grew up, I was in high school in the 80s, so hair metal was my thing. Not so much the college rock, but I can hear it and I'll mention a couple of songs here. And, and I'm personally not a fan of 90s alt rock, but again, I can hear a lot of those influences in your songs and how you mash them up. How are you guys thinking about mixing that stuff together? Is it, okay, I just got this riff and now we're going to figure out what happens or is it more thought out than that? Let's put a college rock jangly thing with this metal solo.
1: Yeah, we actually, uh, just for fun, uh, over holiday break, um, when, when in our, moments when we weren't completely busy. We we put together a little playlist where each person picked a certain number of songs of songs that they either that influence how they play or how they write. Mm -hmm. And when we put it all together, it was everything from, you know, big, big star and teenage fan club to uh, the jam uh, to, you know, um, Iron Maiden and Thin Lizzy. But there's a lot of sort of jawbreaker, bad religion, social distortion Mm -hmm. too. So I think, Uh, songs take different forms Uh, a person might bring a fully formed song to the rest of the band uh, to which the rest of the band might say no Um, you know or or somebody would bring a riff or um, a vocal melody and then uh, a lot of those a lot of the songs on that on our album wake up um, we played for years and years and years because like i said we were kind of um in the wilderness, I guess liber- li- literally and right. figuratively <laughs> and they have <laughs> and they evolved over years. um Matt our lead guitar player, uh very much in- influenced like you said by an iron Maiden solo, and I'm very much influenced by the Jesus of Mary chain. so mm-hmm. um everybody plays what they play and you know I, I we we like I think the result. it's you know it's almost like when you talk to I'm sure you have this you talk to people in bands and they just kind of after a while they say, you know, oh, we're a band. Um, like, I remember we played with a really cool band and I said to the singer, like, you know, you guys remind me of a cross between sublime and the cure, which I I love both bands, but he just kind of looked at me like it was like an insult. (laughs) I'm like, no, I meant it as a a compliment. So you never know how it turns out, but I think that's a good thing. That, That means you're not just imitating something.
0: Right. I remember speaking of your, your album, I remember Anthem so when I prepped and listened to your, your record, I remember Anthem from the show. Like distinctly, I remember hearing that song and I immediately could say, okay, I remember that song. That's a cool song. Um, Mary, Mary in the bed, I think. Um, which is a really like, talk about college rock tracks. That's super jangly, like eighties versus a song like common soldiers are burned into the night which are are very different so do you worry that some of your songs being really different from each other takes away from who your audience might be because you're not a punk band and you're not a metal band and you're not a a rock band so uh, you know i think our scene in in pittsburgh is is pretty open but you will definitely get people that are like well they're not they don't do enough of what i like
1: yeah um no, absolutely. That's fine. But, uh, Mary in the Bad," the kind of, we, we kind of joke that it's our power ballad. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Common soldiers is a little more, uh, however you want to say rock or metal yeah. and, burn into the night is a little more punk. And I think you're seeing different people in the band, write different songs or bring mm-hmm. different things. And, you know, your, your point is well taken because it's like, and you're, you're kind of quoting from a bio that we kind of put together to apply to the shows and the fests. Right. And, you know, since then, um, somebody far smarter than me in the band wrote another bio. Um, but it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the same, uh, I, it's, you know, you shouldn't have uh, like points deducted from you because you're doing what you're doing. And your point is well taken. If there's a a club that has, you know, X genre or Y genre, you know, we might want to be there, but they might not want to have us because uh, you know um, so no, I don't think we would ever say, I don't think we would ever say, no, this doesn't sound like us. If it's something that we wrote. I mean, I think we know when something sounds like us, but I think by virtue of us playing it, it ends up sounding like us mm-hmm. If that makes sense right.
0: and and I think that that's a that's a fair point. do you ever do you ever adjust your set list? ok. We're going like the metal show you mentioned. ok. So now we're not going to play Mary in the Bed. We're going to play a bunch of our harder songs because we want to blend a little bit better with what this lineup looks like.
1: Yeah, we played a show at Club Cafe with some uh, really cool, uh, kind of more indie rock bands. Well, we thought they were more indie rock, so we were like, "Well, let's play um, some of the songs, you know, that, that gear more towards that, um, because maybe people like it more." But then, of course, those bands all got up and kind of went total like garage punk. It, it was a cool <laughs> night, anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, you know. It, but at the same time, we don't have we don't have that many that many tricks up our sleeve. You right. know, we kind of right. are what we are. Right. When you were releasing
0: the the record, again, it's called Wake Up, and I'll drop the links for for people to check it out in the podcast description. Uh, 12 songs is a lot in 2023, 2024, right? Uh, I know that lots of bands are going the route of doing EPs and then or doing a couple of songs and then slapping them together on physical copy. Did you guys talk about how many songs is the right number of songs when you were releasing it?
1: um you know i think after we'd been in the studio for what felt like uh forever i was kind of like well, why are we doing 12 songs <laughs> <laughs> but then it, somehow I, I don't know how it was i looked at i was like i was like holy crap our album is five seconds longer than Nevermind the bollocks and first of all i was like who who are we to have five seconds more than them but then like it, it ended up being that after we recorded we put in like a little five seconds worth of feedback into a song. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, if it weren't for that, we would have hit it on the nail perfectly or the nail on the head perfectly. Um, No, I think we wanted to show like, Hey, we've, we've written a lot of songs, which we have. And we, we wrote, we've written a lot of songs that did not appear on there. So we whittled it down to 12. Mm -hmm. um, And we, you know, we're proud of a song like, uh, you know, our, our power ballads quote unquote, um, we're proud of our punk songs and, um, you know, we, we love playing them. And, 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 you know, I thought I would be sick of, uh, those songs, but I, like, I listen to that album all the time. Like, so uh, like any, you know, any numbers on Spotify, that's probably me listening to it because I'm out for a walk. <laughs> well, well now that you mentioned
0: it. it. Yeah. So you, you put out two singles, uh, around the time of of the record Mary in the Bed which we already talked about but Friday night um y- you put out which is a, a a more rockin song that one has the most plays for sure and if we say okay not all of those are are you what what is it about that song that that made you choose it as a single why do you think that song is going to resonate with people more
1: Yeah um and I didn't even pick which songs got chosen. So I mean, I think we may have, we may have voted. <laughs> and I said, you know what? We play "Burning to the Night" first. Why don't we release it first? And everybody kind of looked at me like you're an idiot. Um, I, you know, <laughs> Friday Night is actually a song that I mentioned that uh, our bass player Monica and I played in the band together in the '90s, and uh, that was a song that that I had written. You know, God, 1997, not that exact song, but. Uh, you know, and I I hesitate to mention this to you because I know your feelings, but it was actually a ska punk song. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but we didn't have horns
1: and I couldn't play ska, so I don't know what it was. But, um, you know, it, it was like um, I've always liked bands like, uh, you know, Screeching Weasel and, mm-hmm. and kind of that end of things. Yeah. And I was like, well, it, it's silly, you know, but there there's a value to that silliness. I mean, the, you know, the Ramones are the greatest band ever and, and made you know, uh, something that's great art out of, out of silliness. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, uh, I, but I, but I think w- what it is, is once it's the number, w- your number one on Spotify, that's the only one people are going to listen to. And that's why the numbers
0: <laughs> people, I, I do definitely think that that becomes a closed loop, right? Okay. What's representative of this band. I'm going to listen to the song with, with, the with the most plays. Um, how do you get music you're you're a newish band how do you get music in front of people besides just playing shows and and hoping to make up few converts like myself you know how how do you handle social media are you guys doing TikTok videos and are you doing shit like that
1: um i I, i'll go back to my previous statement that we're all really old um um, you know like i I come from a day where uh like uh, promotion was like a a flyer that somebody you know somebody had a kinko's card and and you were able to get flyers and put them on a pole and i think of bands that i loved for years and never had any idea what they looked like Mm -hmm. um so but you know i i do get it we you know that that's the way people communicate today i'm not begrudging it there's nothing you know inherently right or wrong about about anything um we, you know, when something happens, I think we post it. Like we have a show announcement, we post it. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you know, a cool, uh, there's this cool guy, John Ballistic, with this uh, sort of internet radio show that focuses on music from Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. If he plays us, we post it. So basically, I think that's kind of the rule. After we played a show, we'll say, oh, here's a video, here's a video of each band we played with. They all crushed it, you know, and Mm -hmm. here's a link to their link. And, you know, here's some pictures of us on stage. Just, um, I don't think there's any strategy to it or anything's like thought out in that regard. Right. Um,
0: how important is social, or not social media, how important is physical copy in, in 2024? Do people want to buy records or CDs or, or what do you think about CDs? Some people are arguing that CDs are making a comeback, which I absolutely disagree with because I don't even have a CD player. I don't want CDs, but vinyl, I continue to buy if a band has as vinyl. How do, how do you guys feel about that?
1: Yeah. Um, it, it, it's crazy. Like all, all these, you know, record stores that I love in Pittsburgh, it's like they're stocking up their VHS and their mm-hmm. cassettes and, um, you know, all, all these formats that I just kind of like put in the trash one day, um, long ago. <laughs> uh, but you know, maybe that was a mistake cause they had value. Um, i i love vinyl um we have a vinyl mastering of our album and i guess our thinking is like if anybody ever likes us maybe we'll we'll print them up Mm -hmm. until then you know maybe they'll be sitting in the in the garage um so it's something we've thought about um i just went to a record release party a couple weeks ago of uh a, a great band here in pittsburgh um and it was cool you know they were they were signing the record and i, I bought a copy and whenever i'm at a show and we're playing with bands i, I try to buy uh buy a record um it, it's weird like sometimes records and then like you look on discogs uh, which i look at because i i kind of catalog my records mm-hmm. and you'll buy a record from a band and it won't even be on there which is kind of wild in, right. in my mind right um Do you think? Do you think
0: it's important though? Do you think it's important for for uh, a band, any band, young or old, to have things that they can sell at shows?
1: Yeah, um, I I think it depends on what things to sell are. I mean, I think everybody's going to give away free stickers, and Mm -hmm. um, you know, we like you know somehow have a link to like a, a t shirt will get printed somewhere that we can like that our moms will buy. Um, So we have that. And uh, (laughs) um, no, but as far as vinyl, it's, it's weird. Like you look back at like, you know, I'm uh, obviously a huge fan of like eighties and nineties punk. Well, not so much. Okay. I'm a huge fan of eighties and nineties punk, eighties punk, a record might go for a thousand dollars these days. But, but in the nineties, it was like, everybody could get their record printed and like you could get a seven inch of, you know, anybody, you could still find those. I, I, all the records I lost, you know, from 30 years ago, I now go, you know, and buy at, you know, local stores. Right, if, right. And, and I wonder if it's one of my family members who went and sold it and I'm just buying it back. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's weird. So I think nowadays it's somewhere in between. I, I hear there's a backlog, but, you know, we don't know a whole lot about it other than it's something we're looking at. And hopefully maybe maybe one day, it, it, you know, makes sense to do it.
0: hmm. Speaking of your stickers, you have a QR code in your sticker. Uh, whose, whose genius idea was it to do that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess whoever in our band got the stickers printed up, I guess it was a way of like, hey, click this, and you can get a link to all our stuff. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I've tried it on my uh, tiny little iPhone, and I can't even get it to work. But, uh, you yeah. <laughs> know.
0: But but it it really is a, a good idea, right? If I'm just taking a sticker from a band and maybe I've had too much to drink and I don't really remember anything, but I remember kind of kind of digging it. it. It is a good way for for someone to say, okay, I, I just need to check this out, and here's a really simple way. So I do think ideas like that are are definitely workable. I know that bands have done things like download stickers on their T-shirts and and thing things like that. Um, Again, as you guys move forward with your band, are these are these ideas to try to get in front of people things that you talk about as a band?
1: No, um, <laughs> <laughs> we ta- You know, we had two practices this week, and we talk about um, you know, hey, you're messing up this part of the song, <laughs> or you know, getting the set list together to practice for the show uh, for the next show. Um, or we talk about, uh, you know, Oh, Hey, did you talk to so-and-so at the show? They, you know, they were cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, you know, getting in front of people and meeting people and building relationships. Um, and I'm not just saying relationships with, with venues or promoters. Um, but, but anybody, just anybody who comes out to see the show. I mean, this is Spitzberger. Everybody knows everybody knows everybody, you know, which I think, you know, we're all from here and we all, uh. Uh, respond well to that so um you know as far as like but you're right like if somebody saw us at the green beacon and 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 said oh i'd like to check that band out well here's a way that you can listen to spotify on the way home if you want to If if you don't want to then you know that's fine too but
0: right right cool one one last thing here and that is with playing live shows, how many shows is too many? How do you find that sweet spot between, okay, we've played three local shows in the last month, or we've only played once in two years, you know, what is the right spot for, for right on warriors?
1: Yeah. And that's actually something um, that we kind of do think about. Uh, it's a point well taken. Like if we've got a certain number of people who, uh, want to see us and uh, are they all going to come to one show or are they going to be diluted across uh, a bunch of shows uh and that's something that, that has to be balanced but i think at the same time we're still in the phase of hey we've got to play because we um you know we need that experience we did that practice i think we think of ourselves as a live band like when we recorded the album um you know 90 of it is us all in the same room playing live together and we uh that's important to us so i think we uh are still in the phase where we need to we need to play we need to um i look at it this way like if one day you know i wanted to we wanted to put on a a benefit show for example and we just you know we have we have friends in a band who did who did like a a benefit um you know to fight cancer and we we couldn't make the show we donated but it's like well nobody's going to go to that nobody's going to do that if if they don't know your name, they Mm -hmm. don't see. Um, so it's like, uh, and if you're not any good, um, now good is different to different people. I I love a lot of really sloppy garage rock that just totally kills. Um, you know, and I, yeah, I think you have to be good to be sloppy, but that's a different conversation. Um, so you you know, yeah, I think there's a, 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 reason to get in front of people, but I think there's a reason to play shows, but, Uh, Your point is well taken, especially if it's winter in Pittsburgh on on a weeknight, like someone, you know, (laughs) are you really going to call up your aunt and make her, you know, trek out to your show again?
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. All right. I want to thank everyone who's listening and supporting the podcast. It is very much appreciated. Thanks to Chris and Ride On Warriors. Again, I will drop all the links. Um, I think if you're a fan of music you will find something to like in there chris thanks a lot for coming on the show i appreciate it
1: thanks paul one more thing congratulations on what 200 plus episodes thank now. you thank you that's yeah. awesome man yeah. and we really appreciate you having us